Welcome to 1001 Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Hey, Ben. Hey, Nick. You ready to talk a little bit about Sleeping Beauty? Very ready. Storybook orchestra style. Yeah, um, this was a uh, Gibson recommendation to the Wignalls. So how yeah. did you? How did this come on your guys' radar? This this was a gift. Um, we have some other ones, but I think this was maybe a, a birthday gift to Jack. But really, it's it's been a, it's been a gift to the whole family. Um, everybody loves the book. I think we we did a we've talked before about just about toys, children's toys in general, and how anybody who is designing or, or giving one should be required to spend a certain amount of time with that toy, that, 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 that noise toy right. going off for about a 24 hour period and just see, like see how they can handle it before what you can put it like. on the market. Yeah. Right. And I think this uh, passes that, uh, that, that test, at least, at least in our household. Oh yeah. I mean, so um, doable. Like it's, it's even kind of pleasant. Like the music's kind of nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's like it's classical music, which is can be nice background music anyway. And it's it's like a siren, or <laughs> or that that little lawnmower or vacuum cleaner that has the, the popping oh, noise. The pop, 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 yeah, <laughs> right, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So okay, wait. So walk. So what is the book like? Exactly. Walk us through what the book's like. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's the story of Sleeping Beauty, and it, it's Tchaikovsky's whatever the the orchestration that he put to the story of Sleeping Beauty. So each page has about a paragraph of, of plot, and then somewhere on the page is a press here button, and then that has the uh, a short snippet of the music from, you know, from Tchaikovsky's piece that, that plays. And usually, you know, it a lot of times it'll it'll be sort of thematically, you know, if it's a if if on the page the fairies are dancing there'll be some kind of trilling music that fits uh, pretty well, which, which makes sense because this was designed. It was the music. I, the, the orchestra was designed to tell the story almost by itself. So you right. can really place your, and, 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 and as a result, like the story is, there's not a lot of detail to the story. It's kind of broad kind of themes. So um, yeah, it works really well. One of the, I don't know if this is true in your guys' edition or version, but one of the things that helps with the noise-making part that makes this tolerable is the buttons are pretty hard to press. Yes. <laughs> so you have to like really ram your, it's like a lot of effort. So I think that, kind of mash, right. yeah, that discourages an overly liberal button-pressing policy. Like yeah, this part. And, and, and it's hard just to, uh, you can't just like hit it over and over again and make like <laughs> right. the, the one like beep, 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 beep or something like that. So you've got you've to line it up. It, so, and I think that, that's actually, I think, mildly frustrating for my kids. Yeah. Sometimes they can't get the button to even when, when they want them to. But I think that their frust- their small frustration with that more than makes up for the annoyance that it would cause me if they could, if, you know, <laughs> like a casual brush across the page would set it off. Which makes sense. It, it makes sense that it's hard because each, you know, the each page has a button, so you don't want to be accidentally setting off all the different orchestral pieces. <laughs> You, you know, as they're just trying to turn the page. So, 
What well, speaking of the buttons, um, w- there's a sharp division in our household about button pressing strategy with this book, which yeah. is basically comes down to. Do you press the button as soon as you turn the page before you start reading, or do you press the button after you've finished reading the text that, of that page? That is an excellent question, um, and it there there is sharp division in our household, <laughs> also. And usually, if I'm reading it with Cordelia, it's just she decides at some random point <laughs> when the button needs to be pushed. It needs to be pushed right then. So you turn the page, you press the button too early. That's too early, but. There's some point within the text that she's like, okay, now we need to hear now. this. Now we need to hear the, like, the, the, the theme of the lilac fairy. And then it's, and then if you say, we're kind of in the middle of the flow here. Let's wait till we, we just get the text and then we can envision that part of the story and then we can hear the music. And that's not, you know, that in the, in the interest of keeping the peace, you just gotta. Just so do you, match. do you prefer it at the end? Like after you've read through it? Um, I prefer to read the thing and then sit back and just take it all in. Mm. And that is the, that, that's my preference, but that's the least popular. <laughs> oh, interesting. All, so, our household is flipped. Like my, most of the family members in my house are on your page. Like they like it after the text had been written, read. I like it right away so that I can start reading it with the music. I like to really groove when I'm, when I'm reading this. Do you, know? you so do you, do you you read while the while the music is going? Yes, definitely. Oh, so you I just mean, hit if, that button. If I have then... my preference, uh, it does <laughs> not often happen. Off. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like kind of because the music it's it's obviously the music was written for the story, and the book chooses sections of the music that is that are appropriate for the particular segment of the story. So it feels very uh, yeah, it's very appropriate. So I, I kind of like it when it's going when I'm reading. Are your kids familiar with the Disney movie Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, this is interesting. Let me let me back up here. No, they were generally not familiar with this story at all until we got this book. They had not seen the, the Disney movie. I don't think we had read the original story. If we did, it was very unmemorable to them. Um, but they got they got pretty into this book, and then I think Cat, my wife, um, turned them on to the fact that there are ballets of Sleeping Beauty right. on YouTube. And this is like the, the, the phrase that comes to mind is that um, thing about like the face that launched a thousand ships like Helen right. and Troy. <laughs> like this has catapulted our family into, into an entire, <laughs> yeah. well, in, in, into, into, uh, yeah, into sleep. It, yeah. Into this particular world of like Sleeping Beauty ballet YouTube, just that. Which and is, there a, are, which is a surprisingly vast <laughs> YouTube. They are so, I mean, we went from being a Taylor Swift household to we are full on Tutus and Tchaikovsky. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of a jarring shift for us. But we, we are, this book has just launched us into, uh, yeah, Tchaikovsky and ballet, like like Russian ballets on YouTube and the girls pirouetting all over the place. And oh, that's great. Um, so, yeah, it's been a it's had a big influence. <laughs> so, but, but then... To answer my question, they they don't know that. The, the <laughs> oh, you want me to answer your question? Oh, right, the movie, the Disney movie. Yeah, yeah so we actually we showed it to them just like a week ago for the first time because we thought, okay, they're super into this. Let's try the Disney movie. But we were a little worried about the because uh, they don't watch a ton of movies and so they're a little sensitive to overly scary stuff. So we were a little concerned about Maleficent and the dragon yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. But they they were actually into it. I think they I think they liked it. It's got that. I think it helps because it's got that early Disney movie rhythm where it's, it's very slow there's like long stretches of time where it's just like aurora like 
kind of dancing around in the forest for it's five or ten minutes. Kind you know? of reminiscent of the the ballets, maybe that they were already yeah. like you know in some, in the same music. They, they 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 use a lot of the the music from Tchaikovsky's music in the Disney movie, I think. Or there are there are there's some themes that sound very similar. Yeah, similar, I don't know if yeah. it's identical or it's just kind of um, one of those things where just even. The slightest bit of like research could. <laughs> you just tune into this podcast, not a research heavy podcast. So you, if you can't want always out, be stopping. Like... If we if we had to stop and, and check on all the things we don't know, it just it'd be so hard. Mm. But um, but the reason I ask is because so Sleeping Beauty was one of the maybe one of two Disney movie like sort of classic Disney movies that I had growing up. So it's one of the only ones oh. that I'm familiar with, and um, so I I recently. We had not seen it previously, but then having this book, there was kind of an interest in who are these characters, and so I tried to sit down and watch it with them. And it's confusing because there's different names. You know, there's it's, um, I guess Aurora is the same, but maybe you know the 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 fair. There's Maleficent, you know, mm-hmm. in the movie, and then there's and well, and he wants to get Carabas, Carabos, however you. <laughs> However, it's that my it, girls it, thought it was Carabasi. Um. Carab- you know what? That's a, that's I think maybe more faithful to her personality. Maybe <laughs> that's definitely the, the nickname that the evil fairy Carabas had in middle school. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you guys do? What do you do? We say Carabas. We say Carabas. Carabas but Carabas, I, yeah. I could. Yeah. I would not be surprised if that was truly wrong. You guys. You guys say Carabas. Is that is that the Carabas was just my first uh, yeah. stab at it. Um, but again, no research done on, on that. <laughs> yeah, so and generally the same story, but kind of different. And, and then there's a lot of questions about the differences. I mean, and by questions, I mean, Jack couldn't handle the movie. So he was too sensitive. Mm-hmm. He once again, he's put that in like me. He says, maybe we'll check back when I'm 16. But Delia watched the whole thing and loved it. <laughs> oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like we've talked about this with like Jack loves cars, right? Yeah. My girls got five minutes into cars. And they were like, no many. way. Like, we are done. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, so they they were interested, but they're still way more interested in this book and the sort of Russian ballet versions of Sleeping Beauty. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the, the great things about this book is that it could work. Uh, it's very stimulating, even if even if the batteries died and the the music aspect of it no yeah. longer worked. It's very colorfully done. It's a really sturdy book, which I, I guess to hold all the mm-hmm. equipment. Um, and there's a lot of, um, so uh, sort of the illustrations, there's a lot of things that excite comment for my kids. So Delia's the thing that really captures her attention is on on one of the pages, really uh, kind of the climax of, of the plot in which, uh, Prince, uh, Florman goes in there, finds Aurora sleeping and wakes her up with a kiss and they start to fall in love. So really like that. The heart of the story, there's a, a a tiny spider dangling from a cobweb, and <laughs> Dilia is so fixated. She just goes, "Oh no!" And then we have to acknowledge. We have to stop, acknowledge the spider, talk about it, say, "I, I don't. I think the spider is not trying to harm. He's just living there, and the cobweb is just there to indicate how long everybody's been asleep." And each time we have to kind of talk it through. <laughs> And we, we can't brush past it. it. It's a part of the ritual of whatever the, the book yeah. is. And, and she, and she, and she clearly know she's clearly not that alarmed, but she enjoys that, that back and forth. And then there's also during the kind of the, the final dance, there's a green giant 
mm. leaning over. What's going on with that guy? I don't. Yeah. Right. He's. But they they invite. Uh, uh, every tree is decorated with lights, and confetti flutters down from the sky. Fairy tale characters and townspeople have come from kingdoms far and wide. So presumably he's. It's like the end of, of Shrek. That's right. It's, it's 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 that kind of. And so he's just there, but then he's. We have to talk about him every time too. So, so the point is that that's not even. That's not the that's not the story, which is pretty interesting. That's not the music, which is beautiful. That's just the that's just the narrative of the of the pictures. So this is a trend I'm I'm more and more impressed with with certain children's books is when a when an author or maybe more an illustrator can kind of pull off this effect where not literally but metaphorically there's like a foreground part of the the story visually, but there's also a lot of interesting like background details. Yeah. Um, so like you've just been talking, there's the main thing where like Florman's going over, she's in the bed and he's going over to kiss her. Right. But there's all these little interesting kind of like tidbits that you can, once you are kind of pretty familiar with the main plot of the story, you can, you can, there's, there's check, there's texture and layers. You can find more interesting things going on in the details. And that's, I, I feel like that's something that my, it seems like my kids appreciate that even if they don't verbalize yeah. well, it. It, I it often adds I mean, to I, longevity. I think especially if you spend you know, so much time on the page and, and now with more than one kid, they want to go at different paces. And so it's nice if there's, there's sometimes they're just staring at the page, even though they're would ordinarily have ready been ready to move on. And so the fact that they can then re-engage with something else in the, in the book is, is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I also, one of the things I, Kat and I have talked about that we both really appreciate is it, the characters are very diverse racially. Yeah. Right? which is kind of it makes you it makes you think how when you read traditional like any other story where there's you know a castle and a princess and a prince and dragons and it's all white people usually yeah. blonde white people um which kind of makes you think like if if you were not a like blonde white person this would not feel like your kind of world right so it's this like, one obviously if, goes if, out if of there it was play. less chance of you being related to one of the brothers grim like <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's one of those things that I don't know, I, I would not have necessarily thought much of in, until I had kids, but I, I could really, I don't know, it seems like I, if, if you were, were not just like white person um, reading like European fairy tales, like it, it would help it to be a, a much more sort of inviting experience sure. if you saw people who looked like you um, in that. So I think that, I think that's pretty cool in the book. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a generally inviting book. Um, kind of across the board i don't it's uh i i don't foresee myself going down a going down a, a ballet like youtube rabbit hole <laughs> but it is the kind of thing that uh does make you kind of want to purr about it a little bit <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode check out our other content at 1001goodnights.com and help us out with a rating on your podcast platform of choice.